You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hey, I'm Molly Stewart, Twisties Treat of the Year, and you're listening to Holly Randall Unfiltered, sponsored by Twisties. Twisties is a leading glamour porn site for exclusively lesbian and girl-girl content. Since starting my journey with Twisties, I have shot some incredible scenes with some of the best girls, making some truly amazing fantasies come to life. For 18 years, they have featured the biggest names in the industry, recently rebranding to exclusively female content. Twisties stays focused on raising the bar of what modern porn looks like, while highlighting the up-and-coming talent of our generation. Their Treats of the Month and now Treat of the Year give viewers a taste of what their favorite girls are like under the wrapper. My journey since being their Treat of the Month in January of 2018 has been incredible, and I can't wait to see what they have in store for the future. To unwrap the hottest treats and mouthwatering scenes, visit twisties.com and find them on Twitter at Twisties and Instagram at Twisties Treats. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Before I introduce my guest, I want to give a quick shout out to my sponsors, Care of Vitamins. Of all my sponsors, the Care of Vitamin regime is literally the only one that I've like stuck to over the many, many years. Um, I've just found that it's so incredibly helpful for keeping me regular, keeping my energy levels up. I love the fact that you can just take an easy online quiz and put in all of your sleep specifications, needs, eating habits, exercise, and they customize a package of vitamins just for you, which takes all the guesswork out of getting your vitamins. And if you go to takecareof.com and use my code HOLLY50, you will get 50% off of your first box. All right. So let's introduce our guest. She is a rising star. She's going to be huge very soon. So we can all say that we knew her way back when. And um, I'm fortunate to have worked with her in the past. And we have an upcoming shoot as well. The beautiful Australian bombshell, Savannah Bond. Yay. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah. So do you remember when we shot for Naughty America like a while back? Yeah. You were like one of the first people that I reached out to. I remember I was like, hey, yes. so I listen to your podcast. And I was like, I might just message her. And then you were really nice and you responded. And then, yeah, I think it was like one of my first scenes, like top five first. For wow. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was so impressed. It always surprises me when people tell me that they listen to my podcast. I just have I to say, like, yeah. I, I just always feel like 
I don't know. Um, and then you told me that that was kind of part of like what helped you research the industry to decide getting in. Yes, definitely. So I was always listening to the podcast. It was fun. Like when I would walk, I would listen to a, like a podcast pretty much like every other day in Australia. And then, yeah, I just became more and more inspired. I feel like the podcast gives a lot of insight that you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. And that was like, yeah, a huge yeah, reason why I joined. So I was like, wow, it's not what I think or like just little things that wow. all the different performers would say. So it was super cool. It was so like a free. Basically <laughs> the world can thank me for bringing Savannah. Yeah, Bond. it's your fault. <laughs> for bringing Savannah Bond into the adult industry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, helpful. I just really want to take all the credit. Yeah, no, you can. You can. That's fine with me. <laughs> that is amazing. And now here you are. Mm-hmm. How incredible yeah. is that? Yeah, it's been good. I don't regret it, so you don't have to worry. Good. Nothing bad's going to happen. I'm happy. <laughs> so before we, like, talk about you, let's talk about my show a little bit more and how it inspired you. I would love to. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like, what were some of the episodes that you felt, like, really, I don't know, that really stuck with you? Um, well, something that comes to mind is, well, I found it more so fascinating what, um, Romy Rain was saying about what she puts in her bag to bring Mm -hmm. to set and like just little things like how to douche, like what to put in your enema, like stuff like that. It's like, no one tells you that information before Mm -hmm. you join and you have no idea. So that was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, like the Angela White one was really good. Obviously, I love how she, um, you know, she like empowers other women and all of that. Um, th- honestly, they're all really amazing in their own way, though. I can't say I have a favorite, but yeah, because everyone's got their own story and they're yeah. all, they're all really cool. Yeah, and you can I mean, relate to it. Yeah, Rami Rain and both Angela are such great examples of, like, powerful female entrepreneurs in the industry who really, like, know their thing and have taken their brand and really – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have you – I know you've worked with Angela White. What was that like? What was it like, like, meeting her the first time? Um, Well, I met her back when I started very briefly and – I was just like at a movie premiere for Spiegler's movie, which was cool. And she was really nice. <laughs> You've seen it, Patreon of the Tarts. Yeah, I'm in it. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> you went at the event. But, no. Um, that's why I met her. I think it was pregnant. Oh, yeah, you probably would have been. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, when I got first got over here last year, um, yeah, we were put together for quite a few scenes. So we've probably shot like five scenes together, which is a lot, I would say, for – like um, two people to be put together that much. Do you think it's because you guys are both Australian? I honestly, I would say so. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Why else? <laughs> yeah. One can't complain though. Angela White is one of the best people you can work with. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to start off with that because um, just another person to learn from, I guess. She's yeah. a good example. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she's, she's a great example for us all. I always think about how, um, in fact – she drinks a lot of water. Oh my! And God. I always think She's about so healthy. Yes. how I need to drink more water. Yeah, always hydrated. Angela, this is for you. <laughs> she actually texted me like a few weeks ago because I think she listens to the podcast on occasion too. Yeah. And I was talking about how she drinks water all the time and how I need to learn from her. And she said she was drinking water at the time that I said that. And she like kind of laughed and spit it out because like she was literally drinking water. And I was like, and Angela, what's so good about <laughs> hydration? 
Yeah, it's important. It's just important. It's a bad thing, that's for sure. So, okay, so you actually, now Jules Jordan was the first person who shot you, right? Yeah, he shot my first scene with Manuel, um, and that was a really amazing, amazing experience. Um, I met my expectations and more, so that was a really great way to start out. Otherwise, I I knew it could have been different if it was for someone else, that's for sure. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I really feel like that that first experience is so important for people because if you have the right first experience, if you get with the right agent, if you work with the right people, your introduction into the adult industry could be a really positive one and that would like influence you for the rest of your career. But if you get in you come in in the wrong door because, you know, like every industry, the adult industry's got its shady corners. Like we can't deny that. Yeah. And it's always like when I hear about girls who are like had a bad first experience, I'm always like, oh, it could have been so different for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think a big part of it was um, probably starting at a little bit of a later age, like I was 28. So I was a little bit more mature and like I really did my research. So that helps. Those are two things that I think are really good points to make. Um, First of all, that you were older, though I also want to be careful about, you know, trying to say that only like older women can enter the adult industry and be successful. I know that there are women like Abella Danger and Sasha Gray who came yeah. in at 18 and like made good decisions and did really well. Yeah. Um, Each case is different. For sure. Yeah. But I think just in general, you know, like we tend to make better decisions just in life and, and or we're better at setting boundaries. I think that's really important yeah. when we're older. Yeah. Why a little bit wise odds. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. And then also did your research. Yeah. So many girls don't do their research. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So besides listening to my podcast, which is clearly a wealth of information, <laughs> um, what other things did you do to like do your research? Um, I read Asa Akira's book. I think you already know that as well. Um, both her books, which were really cool. I love her personality. I felt like a lot of stuff that she said in the book was similar to me. So that was another thing. Um and yeah, that was pretty much it. Like I knew I kind of wanted to do it. It was just a matter of how and like where I had to be, which was obviously in a, another country, which was pretty intense. Um, but yeah. So you said that you read also Kira's book and you said that there were similarities that you saw there. What do, what do you mean specifically? Um, so just like the style of like what she likes to shoot, um, little personality things like, just stuff that she likes sexually a lot as well. Um, just so much of the book. But yeah, I really want to meet her one day. That would be awesome. I'm disappointed that she stopped shooting, but I'm really happy for her at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's doing really great. She's like the one person that is not in the industry anymore that if I could, I would bring her back. Yeah. 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 Asa's, um, she's she's great. I love her. Yeah. Um, so... So you, so then were you pretty sexual then like already before coming in? Because I know that like Asa said that, you know, she like wanted to be in porn like from like an early age. A young age. Um, I wasn't as a like, not at like 17, 16 because I would like grew up and I went to a Catholic school um, and I lost my virginity at a later age. I was like just 18. Um, but then from that point on, it, um, it was kind of like I was making up for last time, I guess. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I started stripping. I had a lot of normal jobs, started dancing. And 
um, I think that was definitely like a push in the direction of um, porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you feel like you've made the right choice? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that from my first scene and it's like, I don't know, I just really love it. Um, feels like I'm meant to be doing what I'm meant to be doing. So yeah, it's good. What are some of your favorite things about working in the adult industry besides the sex? Um, I would say that I think it's empowering. Like it's amazing to get paid for something that we do. That's like natural. Um, it's fun. It's always going to be a different day. Um, different experiences, meeting new people. Um, there's so many things. I pretty much love everything about it. Yeah. Have you had any bad experiences since you started? And you don't have to like name names or be specific. Um, I wouldn't say anything bad per se, but I kind of regret doing any of the family scenes because mm. I don't know, like I, I guess I had to do them to figure out that I didn't want to do them, but I just never really thought too deeply into it. Um, I was like, oh, you're working today. Here's your talent. And then you are, it's like a family scene, but you don't really know like the extent of how far they're going to go in the scene. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, I just don't love um, the idea of like working with someone that's supposed to look super young. Mm -hmm. It's not why I joined. So I felt like if I kept doing that, it's not, it's not a good idea. You want to enjoy it. Um, Were they trying to cast you, like, as the stepmom, like, seducing yeah. your stepdaughter kind of thing? Yeah, and then yeah. I was told, like, if I keep doing that, then I'll keep getting booked for that. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just stop because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't like the way it was making me feel. It was weird. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because it's such a popular genre, but it's so, so many popular. performers that I talk to, like, don't love doing it. Yeah, but they'll just like, do it anyway. When is this over? Yeah, hopefully it stops being... I think it goes out like the step, the stepdaughter thing kind of stopped. Now it's stepson. So sure yeah. it'll change. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I hear you. I actually refused to shoot that at first for like a long time. I was like, I'm not doing this faux set stuff. And then like it got to the point where like those were like the only jobs that I was getting uh, offered. Yeah. And I was like, fine. Um, it was mostly like for Naughty America that I had to shoot that. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, but now that I only shoot for browsers and twisties, they don't ever ask me to do those kinds of scenes anymore. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of, I want to talk about our browser scene yeah. because <laughs> it is going to be quite a challenge. And um, let's take a commercial break. Okay. And then when we come back, I'm going to tell you about our upcoming scene and um, – you're going to laugh because it's, uh, okay. it's going to be interesting. <laughs> okay. So hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. We already know that taking care of vitamins is really good for your health, but did you know it's also good for the environment? Care of helps you keep an eco-friendly mindset throughout your health and wellness journey while also making your vitamins easy and convenient. Their personalized packs are made from a plant-based compostable film that includes wood pulp and a fermented blend of corn, cassava root, and sugarcane, so you can feel good about the impact your vitamins are having not only on your health, but also on the planet. Now, if you didn't already know, Care Of is a subscription service that ships high-quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. I cannot live without my Care Of vitamins. It really helps me keep my health up to par so that I can get through these incredibly long days that I have and come home and be a mom to my little toddler. So I am so happy about the way that this vitamin company makes taking care of my health so easy. All I have to do is 
go to takecareof.com, fill out an easy five minute quiz that asks me about my sleep schedule, my eating habits, and they will give me a customized packet made just for me. You can stick with your care of recommends or change up your pack at any time. And right now they have an amazing offer. You can get 50% off your first care of order of $40 or more. All you have to do is go to takecareof.com and enter code Holly 50. That's takecareof.com and enter code Holly 50. Take care of your health and be kind to the planet by using care of vitamins. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Beducated. Beducated is like the Netflix of sexual wellness. They're an online course platform with tons of easy to follow video, audio, and written guides that can help you train your sexual happiness. Yes, I said train your sexual happiness because Beducated provides techniques and information that will help you level up your love life. They offer an expert-backed library of courses from Tantra to Kink and helps you explore new practices and upgrade your lovemaking skills. So I am married and I decided to take the Roadmap to Intimacy course, which was so incredibly interesting. I learned that in our relationship, I am the sail and my husband is the anchor. And by celebrating our differences, we can learn how to work together to move our relationship along the high seas of the world that we live in today. But seriously, it really helped me figure out how to communicate with him better and, of course, bring us together more intimately. With Bed Beducated, you will have unlimited access to all of their online courses. You can try Beducated for one day for free and then get 65% off of their yearly pass with our code HOLLY. Just go to Beducated.com and use our coupon code HOLLY for one day for free and then a yearly pass for 65% off, which will be locked in for life. That's B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com and use code HOLLY. You can also find a link in our episode description. Hey guys, welcome back. Okay, so Savannah, so we have a shoot for browsers at the end of this month. Yes. Um, it's you and Kaylee Gunner and Charles Dara. Yeah, amazing. And here is the twist. So essentially, we have to braid you and Kylie's hair into each other. Oh my God. So you guys are going to be attached by very long braids. Oh, so it's going to be like extra hair attached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We bought extra I was like, what is my hair? Yeah. yeah, I know. But even then, like I'm concerned about the length of the braid because you guys have to do a scene like that the whole time. What if we need to like pee? Like, You're going to have to go to the bathroom together. Okay, that's fine. We're, we're good friends, so that, that's that good. Helps. You guys are going to become very good friends. Yeah, best friends, in fact. I was I was laughing. I was kind of like, I feel like we need like a BTS camera because if like one of you goes to the bathroom, the other one has to go with. And that would be funny. It's like being handcuffed to somebody. Yeah. Oh, that's super fun. Yeah. I can't wait. It's something super different. It's very different. I am worried about the challenges of like. I mean, because we got to fit Charles in between you guys. Yeah. Because it's a threesome. Yeah. If it was just the two of you, it'd be one thing. Like the moving around. The moving around, positions. changing a transition. I can see one of you guys getting like your head tugged back. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. 
I'll, I'll enjoy it because it sounds funny. It's Anything going funny. to be pretty <laughs> funny, but hopefully we'll also, I have to admit I'm nervous about it because I mean, I think what kind it's of makes worse me, for you. it's so I much feel. worse for me yeah. because I'm just like, how am I going to make this work? Yeah. Um, and I am also like a worst case scenario kind of person, which I think makes me good at my job because then I try to imagine all the problems I'm going to have and how to fix them ahead of time. Mm. But it also just gives me anxiety because I'm just like, how am I going to make this work? Yeah. Oh, we'll be fine. I'm sure. Cause there's going to be like certain positions that like we can't do cause you guys are going to be too far apart from each other. Yeah. I know. It's pretty. Cause even like the length of the extension, however long it is, we lose length cause we have to braid each end into each of your hair. Yeah. It want to be really long. Do you have it already? The hair? No, Rosalinda uh, got it. Uh, but she knows the concept and it's, it's long apparently. Oh, that'll be a fun day. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Worst case, we can just like cut the hair like during the scene or something. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, if the braids become unraveled, then like we'll just just deal with it. But I know that like the whole purpose of the scene is that you guys like remain tied by the hair. Are we like twins or something, you know? Yeah. You're dressed very, you're dressed like twins and your hair is, yeah. So yeah. They're really trying to think of different scenarios. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's cool because it's, like, creative, you know? Yeah, I like that. It's definitely not, like, a stepmom thing. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's going to be, like, very artistic and stuff like that. But it is going to be uh, – it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. So, besides that one, what has, like, been maybe the most challenging scene that you've done so far? Challenging uh, – I don't really feel, like, challenged when I do my scenes because – I don't know. Yeah, I just don't really feel like it's a challenge. I mean, my first DP and my second one I've only ever done about, yeah, I think it's three. That was like the first and the second time I was a little bit like, oh, like what's it going to be like? Is it going to be really hard to do? Um, So I I guess more so like the anticipation of certain things are a little challenging. But then I've never felt super challenged during, I don't think. So you've, you've just been able to like, so your DP went well. Yeah. Yeah. All that sort of stuff I really like. I like shooting the hardcore stuff, um, DPs and like my blow bang. I love those kind of scenes the most. Why do you think that is? Um, I guess cause it's fun and it's, um, it's like a, a gonzo scene. I guess you're not really controlled. It's great when they can just be like, just go do what you want to do naturally. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty like real personality wise. I find it hard to act or like be fake. So I think that's probably why I enjoy it the most. Cause mm-hmm. it's like more realistic. But do you like having sex with more than one person? Um, I think one-on-one is always the best, but two or like group sex and stuff like that is definitely really fun too. Mm-hmm. But it's not something I'd want every day, but it's it's like to do in porn for sure. Yeah, I like yeah. it. What do you specifically like about like group sex? Do you just like all the attention and all of like the energy there? Yeah, I would say the attention and like having like multiple people there is fun and exciting. Um, but also it's like super creative, like what you can create, like something crazy. And then seeing the finished product is always really super exciting and like how people respond to it. Um, yeah. Do you like to watch your own scenes? Um, not really. I don't really watch them. My, it seems like my blow bang and like my DPs I've watched because, um, I don't know. 
I knew that I really enjoyed them. So I wanted to see how they turned out, I guess. But usually I'll watch like some of the scenes that come out, like skip over it. But yeah, it's a little, it can be a bit confronting hearing your own voice um, and just seeing all the angles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, really like being a porn performer is very vulnerable. I mean, it's all of your, every part of your body, every single angle, like, and it's just like you at your most raw. Yeah, exactly. I always say that to people. They're like, you know, we do like a photo set usually every scene and a lot of the photos aren't retouched. Like they're just (laughs) there. And I'm like, oh my God, it looks so bad. But that is one thing I have like a lot of respect for performers because it's the role and that's there forever. Like not many people could do that and Mm -hmm. be like comfortable. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that like not everybody's a great photographer. So the lighting might be kind of shit and yeah, because it doesn't represent how you look. And also like you can have a terrible makeup artist. Yeah. Yeah. They just look worse with the makeup. (laughs) Yeah. I've had that many a times, but yeah, you just can't take it too seriously. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's funny because I've learned from my like very limited experience in front of the camera that I would be such a pain in the ass because I would be like, I don't like this fucking makeup artist. Don't you dare shoot me from that angle. Like this lighting is terrible. Move you know, that light there. You know yeah. Everything as well. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> That's why people are like, oh, I'd love to shoot you. I'm like, mm, no, you wouldn't. You really wouldn't. Because you would be critiquing. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Who are um, some of your favorite brands to work for? Um, so I love, um, Brazzers, Evil Angel, Jules Jordan. Um, I like all the others too. I feel like there's not much happening in porn right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they're the three that come to mind for sure. Well, those are kind of like the, all the top, top ones anyways. But yeah, yeah a lot of the smaller ancillary companies have died off and you're also with Spiegler who's probably pretty selective about the jobs that you do yeah there's always a lot of jobs um but it's still yeah I don't know like Jules doesn't shoot that much Evil Angel will shoot but still like it's not like you're gonna get like an Evil Angel shoot once a week type of thing mm-hmm. they're not gonna shoot the same people but then you also have like I assume your own OnlyFans, right? Yeah, I shoot for that. I've been shooting for that a little bit more recently, which has been super fun to have like control over what I'm doing and mm-hmm. who I'm working with. Um, yeah, I enjoy that, but I still love shooting professionally. So it's like a fifty-fifty for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something about like showing up to set and not having to worry about like producing it and just getting your hair and makeup done. Yeah, and just like. Yeah, that's exactly right. And also I think it's important to still shoot mainstream stuff because like, yeah, it was like seven months ago. They were like, oh, OnlyFans might be deleted. Like got to have other options like personally. Yeah, absolutely. And also too, like getting in front of those big brands and getting like your face out there just helps drive traffic to your personal content platforms. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you're, you grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. So how has your family reacted to you getting into the adult industry? Um, so I grew up Catholic and I got baptized and did my communion and went to church a little bit. Um, but it wasn't super serious. Like they didn't like read the Bible and they were like, they were just like regular people, I would say. Um, but 
they responded to me dancing as a stripper. They were fine with that. Um, and then I slowly kind of talked to my mom about wanting to join the adult industry and she was like, Oh, like, are you sure? But they responded really well. And especially, um, my dad, when he found out he was like, I don't know, he just didn't really ever say much. Um, but I, you know, I told them I was happy and like healthy. So I think they saw that and they're like, well, there's no harm done. And yeah. Sorry, I was happier than I was in my regular jobs. Mm -hmm. I'm making more money as well, which is always an added bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, find that having like that financial security has just made you like more confident about yourself and your future? And also like, what are your plans? Like, do you want to do porn for a long time? Do you ever like want to get into directing or anything behind the scenes? Um, yes, it definitely helps feeling more secure financially, which was always a concern of mine, especially as a dancer, because I was like, I can't work all weekend as a stripper, like forever. Like Mm -hmm. it's just not, not a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas this, it definitely has more longevity, longevity and, um, a lot more options. Um, so I love that financial security. I mean, it's still probably don't want to be shooting till, like forever, but I don't really think about that. I don't yeah. think about it too much. Um, you said you asked another question. Towards if you were ever interested in like doing anything else in the adult industry, like moving behind the uh, scenes, directing, um, or anything else, I've always thought about that. Um, I don't really see myself doing that, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I kind of just. Um, Go week by week. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm enjoying this, just keep doing this and save my money and invest it and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think that, that that is key, saving the money and investing because people do come into the adult industry and they make a lot of money and they're like, oh, I'm going to buy every Gucci bag that's out there. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, you should treat yourself to things that make you happy, but also like save. Yeah. you may not be making this money forever for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's like an athlete. We only have like a certain period. And then, yeah, you got to think about that for sure. Otherwise, I know you'll be back to working. Though I will say, though, that these days I have found that, like, there is so much more longevity for women that didn't exist 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see these women that are in their 50s. I mean, I interviewed Sexy Vanessa, who's 63, who's still working, and she looks amazing. Yeah. And, like, she's doing great. So. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what gives me comfort. I'm like, it'll always be there. Like, um, you could, there's always a market for everyone and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like you can be doing that until you're that, that old or whatever. It's, it doesn't matter. I'm like, I can sell my scenes from when I was like 20 something when I'm mm-hmm. 60. Right. Yeah. It's always there. And well, and also too, with like, you know, budding technology and like Unreal Engine and the metaverse, you could also capture yourself exactly how you look now and animate yourself for future scenes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. That's a thing? Absolutely. Oh, wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. No, you can, it's expensive, but you can do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll have to get the details about that. Yeah, I can, we, we actually, the company that I'm working with, we do stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) You could like literally capture yourself as you are now and then you could 
That's so amazing. You yourself could be doing scenes forever. If you go on YouTube and you search like Keanu Reeves, Unreal Engine, um, for the Matrix, they they did this. They captured everybody. I forget what it's called. It's a very specific kind of capture and it's very intense. And, um, you know, they have to get all these different facial expressions and stuff like that. It's not like the regular like volumetric video captures that we do for the metaverse that I'm working on. It's a more intense version because it allows you to reanimate somebody. But if you go on YouTube and search like Unreal Engine, um, uh, Keanu Reeves, you will see an example video of not Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves animated talking to YouTube and it looks like it's him, but it's not him. That sounds it's dangerous an animation. as well. Like imagine things they can do. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing though, like whoever captures that of you, yeah, would have to, it's all about, I think, being careful about who owns that capture of you, right? Like if you mm. do it yourself and you own it yourself, yeah, that's one thing. But Keanu obviously signed this over to the Matrix or whoever produced the Matrix. I'm sure there's all kinds of clauses in the contract to safeguard yeah, yeah. it and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. But that have to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, that's crazy. right? That's the future. <laughs> I'm glad we had some like we missed we're gonna miss some of that <laughs> to be honest yeah. it's too weird um so any performers that you haven't worked with that you're dying to work with um I've been pretty lucky like I it was kind of like when I started how I reached out to you I reached out to Jules um there's people that I've reached out to already that I've worked with that I were kind of on my list that I wanted to work with, like Jada Stevens, um, Phoenix Marie, definitely a few more. I just can't remember right now. But, um, yeah, I kind of – I already did, like, kind of did that um, because I was like, that's what I want to do, so why Mm -hmm. not? Um, But there are a few people. Like, I haven't worked with Johnny Sins yet. I would like to shoot with him. Um yeah I have shot with quite a few people that I wanted to shoot with I always just reach out to them as soon as I'm like yeah pretty sure nobody says no to you (laughs) (laughs) I don't know maybe I remember when you reached out to me on Instagram I was just like because I do get you know to be to be fair, I delete most of my Instagram DMs. I, I don't read most of them. Pretty crazy. They're I feel just like they're not as interesting now. Like it's weird. no, it's a lot of spam, um, and it's a lot of like guys wanting to show me their penis. Yeah, and wanting to get into the digital industry. That's most of what my DMs are. Yeah, or like people pretending that they're like hot performers and they're not. It's and, so obvious. Like, catfishing yeah. kind of stuff. Mm. I've had people. I've had girls that I know, like reach out to me and like like as a, under a different name and like want to get into the adult industry. And really? I'm like, yeah. I already shot the real you a few weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. this is not, I know you're not who you say you are. Like, yeah. Yeah. Come, come on. <laughs> it's funny how they think it's actually might work. I guess I don't know what they're getting, gaining from that. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, cause when you reached out to me, I was like, wow, she's hot. Like, yeah. Like, of course you can work in the adult oh, industry. Are you cool. kidding me? Yeah. Have you run into catfish problems? I know that a lot of people Yeah, like if that. you search my name, there's always a lot that are going to come up. But I'm not really one to be like, oh, like a report, report, or like mm-hmm. please report this page because it's. I feel like you can't really stop it. Mm-hmm. And um, same with Twitter. Unless they're like doing serious damage, like if someone's trying to get money out of someone, I'll report it. But 
I think it's inevitable for everyone. Mm -hmm. Have you had guys come to you and say, this person was pretending to be you or I'm talking to you on this other platform and I've given you $5,000. Like when are you flying yeah. out to marry me? Yeah. But nothing extreme to the point where it's like someone's got like gotten like given them a huge amount of money. Just people be like, Oh, this person's trying to um, pay me to Skype with you or something mm-hmm. like that. Nothing too serious. Yeah. Maybe soon. <laughs> I mean, some girls get it like more than others do. They get like the catfishing more. Um, and a lot of times if I'm friends with that person, I'll hear from the people that have been scammed that are still convinced that it was actually like the real person. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell me, like I actually had one guy who emailed, who sent me a DM, like it was a while ago saying like, that he was married to Angela White and she was going to quit the industry and I needed to like leave her alone. And I was just like, and I was like, I'm shooting Angela next week. Like you're not married to her, dude. Like this is not what's happened. And he was like absolutely convinced. And I was like, I can't, I'm not going to try to convince you because. Yeah. I'm just like, I just dismiss it pretty much immediately. Like what's the point? But it is also sad that like people are using this opportunity to prey on other people's like loneliness and naivety, you know? Yeah. I feel bad for those people, but... I feel bad for them, but then I also feel like, come on. Yeah. Like, you really think that, like, this person has created a private account just to talk to you Mm. and that they've fallen in love with you over, like, Instagram DMs and, like, they want to quit the industry and if you just send them $5,000, they could, like, move out to marry you yeah i think they want to believe it's so bad that they're just like oh it could be this could it work. could be yeah i know it's sad but it's also kind of like come on but it, mm. i guess ultimately i, I <laughs> do feel bad for them yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of uh men um one question that I get a lot from uh, my listeners and from random DMs on Instagram mm-hmm. is uh, what is advice, w- advice from somebody like you who's experienced in this sexual world, what advice would you give to men on how to please a woman? Like, what do you find that men are often doing wrong? Um, I think that like something I may have noticed with um, other performers that I've chatted about is just like they maybe like aren't super confident. I think you have to be confident and believe in yourself. And then if you act that way, it's going to attract what you want, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't really have like super bad experiences where I'm like, oh no, like what is that guy doing? Maybe I have good taste. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you just like a lot of different things. Yeah. No, I like a guy that can like take control and um, like knows what they're doing. But I usually go for guys that are kind of like more experienced. I mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of a good judge of character for what I like. That makes sense. You're attracted to men who um, maybe are a little bit more like domineering is not the right word. But yeah, like the confident experience. and experienced. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't know what I would say. Just be yourself. And um, I think that's key because you're going to, if you act like you're something that you're not, then it's just fake and it's not going to work. And just communicate, try things that you want to try. 
God, that's uh, that just reminds me of a story <laughs> with an ex of mine who was British. <sighs> And I generally like to be dominated in bed, or at least my younger self did. Now that I'm older, I'm not so much like that. But, and I communicated that to him, and that just wasn't his personality. That just wasn't the you kind can't of guy them, right? that he was, yeah. right? And so I think he tried to do that, and he called me. <laughs> what did he say? He called. He called me. He's like, "Do you like that? You, you like." You, you, you saucy wench or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. And you're like, like, oh, my God, no. Please stop. Like, this is not the 1600s. You just called me a saucy wench. Like, yeah. Like something really cringy. It's like, just, just go back to being yourself. Just call me a slutty little bitch. Look at the yeah. saucy wench. What is that word? That's so funny. But it was. It was like him trying to be somebody that he wasn't. And I was just like, look, we're just not sexually compatible, which doesn't mean anything about like you as a man and your ability to please. It's just like, we're just not sexually compatible and you're going to be great for somebody else. Yeah. Someone a bit more like vanilla or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So your (laughs) advice would be to be yourself. And if what you're doing isn't right for the woman that you're with, then you're probably better suited to someone else. Yeah. Sounds a little bit harsh, but I think it might be the truth. (laughs) Hey man, sometimes the truth hurts. Yeah, it does. What about penis size? How important is that to you? Um, I would say it is important um, to me, but mostly I think a lot of girls say, you know, it's about how the guy uses it and his whole approach. Um, that's for sure. But um, yeah, it does. It does matter. But at the same time, you don't have to have like a really huge dick. Like sometimes it's it's too much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> would it be so too much would be like. Like you, if you were in a relationship with like with someone that had like a really really big dick, it might be, I don't know. It's not essential. I would say you don't mm-hmm. have to have that to please a woman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm pretty versatile. Um, it's interesting because I had a like a neuroscientist um, on my podcast. Oh. I don't know if you listened to the episode, Dr. Nicole Prousey. Is it newer? Um, it's newer. Yeah. Okay, maybe not. And she I- talked about. They did like a scientific study about penis size, right? Because men are just obsessed with this idea. They are. They really are. Yeah. But I guess it's understandable. You know what I mean? Like it's such a part of like culture. Like we talk about like uh, like big dick energy, like uh, small dick energy, like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I can so, imagine it would affect them a lot. Yeah, and it's one of those things that like you can't change. Mm-hmm. Like we can get like our boobs done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Guys are kind of stuck with what they got. So mm-hmm. like I understand that. But so anyways, what she did was she made um, molds of different size penises and they were all like different colors too so there wouldn't be any bias. And she had women like kind of, you know, have these like mold penises and decide like what they would like. And women actually tended to choose a smaller penis for boyfriend. Mm. For the boyfriend, they call it like the the boyfriend dick versus like a one night stand. So they Isn't would go. Interesting. Yeah, they were like, oh, okay, like this bigger size would be good for like a once in a while, like you know, treat. But like for an everyday like boyfriend penis, like that's actually I'm gonna go a little bit smaller than that. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. Yeah, because yeah. you were saying like you were like an everyday penis. You're like you're not into it's, things. Yeah, today. it's not a, it's not essential. Yeah. Yeah. Another interesting thing, too, was that um, on a scale of, like, what women found important in men, um, the size of their penis was, like, at the bottom of that scale. 
Yeah, I like um, personality. Personally, I think that's really important. And like yeah. someone that can make you laugh. Yeah. Then, I mean, because yeah. dick's not out 24-7. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean. It's it's important, but it's not. If it is, they might have a problem. Yeah. Might be a little much. That sounds like too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> so what kind of personality do you like then in men? Um, I like someone that's funny, easygoing, uh, not um, jealous. Obviously, that would not work well with me. Um, but yeah, just easygoing and funny and like willing to like do new things, like a little bit adventurous. Someone that can keep things exciting in all as- aspects of the relationship as well. Um, I get bored. Have you found it challenging to date? Now that you're in the adult industry? Um, well, I've been very focused on work, but it is something that I have noticed. Not that I'm like trying to date at all, but it is more difficult, I would say for sure. It's like a huge, I wouldn't say setback, but it's like a barrier. Like so many people would not want to be with someone that is working in the porn industry, which I can understand. That's fine. Um, so it sucks. For mm. them, but I think um, there's definitely people out there that do accept it. Like some people really, they they might like that their partner does porn, but yeah, I guess that's why a lot of people date inside the industry as well because mm-hmm. we have like an understanding of each other and like that bond that no one really will ever understand. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think also too, when you've been on a porn set enough times, you see how it really like can be a job. And yeah. how, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a physical connection. One hopes there is, right? So that yeah. you have a good scene. But it doesn't necessarily mean there's, like, a a love, emotional connection. Yeah. I think it can also bring you closer to your partner because it's, like, if you have that support, it's just awesome. And then you have your own world. And, yeah, I think a lot of guys don't realize, oh, girls that it would actually make them want their partner more. That's what I think anyway. Mm, okay, interesting. So it's kind of like, yeah, because then finding somebody who accepts you for who you are would be even more valuable to you because that's harder to find, right, being yeah. in the industry. Yeah, exactly. Are there any, like, couples in the industry that you look at and you think, like, that's, like, a good? Hmm. <laughs> I don't think there is there's no one that comes to mind but I'm sure there are people for sure I'm trying to think of couples like Kieran Lee and his wife seem super cute yeah little family they've been together for a long time they actually I remember they started dating um right when I when I was shoot I remember when they first started dating so I have kind of like a cute story about them so Uh. I was shooting Kirsten Kirsten Price is Kieran's wife Mm -hmm. um I was shooting solos of her and I noticed that she was like super distracted and she like kept going to her phone to a point where I was kind of like, okay, girl, you got to put that phone down. Like we got to finish our yeah. shoot. And she was like, I know. She's like, I just started dating this new guy and I really like him. And I'm like <sighs> nervous because like we had a date last night and I'm not sure like how it went, but like I really like him. So da, 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 da. And then finally I was like, oh, so like who is this guy? And she's like, oh, his name's Kieran Lee. And I was like, okay, I know Kieran. And I was like, all right, well, you know, hopefully like that'll work out. And then I was, t- I guess I was talking to Kieran like a couple of days later and I was like, yeah, so I work with like your, 
your new girl, Kirsten Price. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like you're dating, right? He's like, oh, I didn't know she was officially my girlfriend. And I was (laughs) like, well, I don't know. I mean, you guys were texting a lot that day. And he said that like after that, I think he like talked to her and he was like, oh, so I heard like Holly thinks we're dating. And then like they kind of were like made it official. You made them like actually, yeah, Yeah. bond together. Oh, that's cute. I mean, I don't want to take credit for their relationship or anything like that. Kieran will probably hear this and be like, bollocks that never happened yeah but that's how I remember it yeah 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 no he's funny <laughs> and it's it's great too because it really just shows that there's like a shoe for every foot right because like I'm sure you know we all love Kieran but he's such a little fucker <laughs> do you know what he means yeah of course he's so he mischievous he's yeah. such a pain in, he knows it he loves it that's his character and that's like what we love about him but it's also like it's a lot so like the fact that he you know found this wonderful woman to deal with him deal with him yeah (laughs) it just goes to show they were truly meant to be together yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's actually a really good example though and they have like three kids together and you know and they have a they have a really good life so Mm mm-hmm I think they're a great proof that it can yeah. it can happen. Do you know any other good couples? Um, I mean, I think Manuel and Caden. Oh, yeah. You know, they've been together for yeah. a while. I do know that there's a lot of performers who have a significant other off screen that they just don't talk about. And I'm sure that you know yeah. people like that too. Yeah. Um, you know, and they just like they, they have a solid relationship, but they just don't bring them into their workspace, which works for them. Yeah, sometimes private is really good, mm-hmm. too. Danny Daniels and her husband, Vix, fucking perfect example. Yes. You know, Danny's a good friend of mine. I've known her for a long time. I was a bridesmaid at their wedding. Cute. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, like, absolutely very much in love. Yeah. Um, to the point it's kind of not. <laughs> nauseating and I mean that affectionately but like you guys are so in love it's gross they're both romantically much they're both super romantic yeah that's probably why yeah mm. it's cute but it's it's, cute. it's just it's cute I'm not a very romantic person so yeah, me I'm just kind of like and then Ew. yeah <laughs> I'm just kind of like oh god but yeah bless yeah, them yeah it's lovely to see people who like really vibe on that same level so. yeah it is exactly it's like us finding someone that's just like chill and on the same level too I suppose yeah it's like my best friend or whatever yeah exactly yeah. like for me my husband's not like terribly romantic either so like it works for the both of us yeah like we don't celebrate valentine's day yeah valentine's day is so celebrated here yeah. I didn't notice that. I was like, wow. Every, like, I'll go to the nail salon and they'll be like, oh, do you want love hearts on your nails? I'm like, no, because in Australia it's like, it's Valentine's Day, but no one really cares. But here it's like, I know maybe it's because they make lots of money out of it or something. It's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. America is great on um, capitalizing on, um, yeah, everything, including like people's insecurities, I think, too. Oh, yeah. They'll you do know? anything. It's like, money. oh, do you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend you better buy them this otherwise they won't love you yeah everything's like extra they go the extra mile the ads make me laugh the most how it's like oh take advil but there will be side effects you will go into a coma like (laughs) i'm like oh my god i didn't even know that it's just it's it's intense it's so funny because almost everybody i know who's not from america has brought that up at some point or another so my my ex was from from england and he couldn't believe those ads because yeah it's like our 
So for those of you who aren't in the U.S., we have these, like the pharmaceutical drug companies are huge here, especially because our insurance is terrible. So the the pharmaceutical companies make a lot of money. So they have these like ridiculous ads where they're promoting some pill and, um, and it's like, and then they have, they have to, by law, list all the possible side effects, but they don't really want you to pay attention to those side effects. So (laughs) yeah, they rush over it. So they kind of rush over it. And as they're saying, like, this might cause suicidal thoughts, depression, homicidal thoughts, like hemorrhoids, like all of these horrible things. Yeah. There's like people like running through a pasture laughing oh, or like yeah, a family yeah. like playing together. Yeah. And everyone's like happy. But in the background, it's like, this might cause you to kill yourself, but you should still take it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very overwhelming. Like even when I've had to take like antibiotics, I'm like, I didn't know that. And then I get in my head about it. I'm like, what if this happens? And then I'm like, oh, it's okay. I have health insurance, but not really because they don't care. You're going to be in the waiting room for like five hours anyway. That's so true. <laughs> in Australia, they like look after you so well. Like, I don't know. That's that's the, the main difference. I was going to ask you about some of the differences between Australia and the U.S. So one of them is the medical care. Yeah, that that's huge. Like I don't – it's not that I feel unsafe, but I don't feel – I'm like if something happened, I would want to go back home. Plus I hope nothing happens. Um, but that – and then you guys have a huge population in California, so there's so many people. Um, whereas in Australia, I think there's like 28 million in the whole country. So – and there's like 28 million just in Los Angeles, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like the air quality, I noticed that. Just like little random things that you would probably never think about. Mm-hmm. Um, what about yeah. the people? What about the like the personality more, difference? Yeah, they're more um, serious, I would say, um, which I don't mind because I'm pretty versatile. I can mm-hmm. get along with anyone, really. But yeah, they're a little more serious. Um, but they're also, I, I think the guys are a bit more passionate than Australian mm. men. That's okay. another thing. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. No, is it just because like you're talking mostly about guys that work in the adult industry or have you dated men like? Yeah, it could be that. Definitely. Yeah. You have a very <laughs> specific pool of <laughs> American men. that I am in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Australian guys are more laid back and like carefree and... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. I think I need more time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Savannah, thank you so much for coming on. And we're actually going to do a couple of bonus questions from my Patreon members, if you okay. don't mind. Yeah, I would love to. Um, and we're going to do that exclusively for my Patreon members. So if you guys join my Patreon, you'll be able to access these questions and Savannah's answers, of course. Um, but to wrap this interview up, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is the Savannah Bond and my Twitter is Savannah Bond triple X. And then the rest, if you just type my name into Google, you'll be able to find what stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. And like I just mentioned, you can support my podcast and get access to bonus content at patreon.com slash Holly Randall unfiltered. I'm also on TikTok and my account is growing slowly, but it's growing. Um, It's Holly Holly Randall unfiltered. So go check me out over there. Thank you guys so much for watching and I will see you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports, and then be led to the place where you can rate my show. Five stars, of course, and leave your glowing review. Okay, it doesn't have to be glowing, but you know, say something nice. You can also financially support this show through my Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, where you get so many perks for your support. Things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not safe for work website hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life. Also, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall Unfiltered, and you can watch the video versions of these interviews at youtube.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Oh, and of course, sign up for my newsletter at hollyrandallunfiltered.com and get all the info on upcoming guests and special projects. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting my podcast in whatever way that you can. <laughs>